Forgiveness is hard. It requires something of us. It is more than words. It is even more than actions. Forgiveness is a change in our heart. We can utter the words and even take cursory action to forgive someone who has harmed us. But if our heart isn't in it, we don't actually accomplish anything. A grudge or hurt that is held on to in our heart can easily become toxic. The unresolved pain has a corrosive effect on our entire life. Forgiveness is more than just smoothing over a bump. In its fullest flower, forgiveness is about restoration and reconciliation. It brings new life and restored relationships to people separated by acts that had once brought brokenness. Forgiveness is most fully modeled in the life and teaching of Jesus of Nazareth. Forgiveness is a tall order, not because it is somehow superhuman. Each of us is capable of forgiveness. What makes it hard is that our capacity to hold grudges is so often greater than our capacity to show mercy. Until we can tip the balance, forgiveness will always be hard. I wish to thank the Reverend George Crisp, who you will hear in today's sermon, as he stood in for me while I took some time off. This morning's gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all of his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the lord of that slave released him and forgave the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay me what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. His Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slaves! I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Holy wisdom, holy word, 
Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. They filled the synagogue to overflowing. Every seat was taken in a world before the pandemic. There were people standing in the aisles at the rear of the sanctuary. It was the eve of Yom Kippur, the day of Thanks for joining us for this sermon from Redlands First United Methodist Church. I hope you've been encouraged. If you are interested in being part of our worship experience during this time of physical separation, please join us at 9.30 a.m. Sunday, Pacific Time, on our YouTube channel, Redlands First UMC. That's Redlands, F-I-R-S-T-U-M-C. Thank you.